Okay. Hi, hi, hi. It's time for the math grind. Welcome to After Class, the podcast, our geometry week five overview. Woo, woo, woo. So what we're going to do is we're going to go over 25-1, 25-2, 25-3, and our assessment overview. So geometry, let's get into the topics. Our mathematician of the week this week, her name was Vivian Malone Mays. She was born on February 10th, 1932 in Waco, Texas, and died June 9th, uh, 1995. She started college at Fisk University at age 16 and um, then got her undergraduate in 1952 and her master's in 1954. Uh, She went to the University of Texas uh, in Austin for her PhD in 1966, and she was one of the first five black women to get a PhD in mathematics. She originally went to study medicine and then switched to mathematics because a teacher inspired her. And in 1966, she became the first black faculty member at Baylor University, which had rejected her as a student five years before because of an anti-black policy. And then she spent the rest of her career teaching, retiring um, because of her health. And that is our mathematician of the week, Vivian Malo Mays. <laughs> Okay, so what we're going to do for these topics is we're going to go through them by section. So I'm going to do 25-1 together, even though we did two days. So the first day, we really focused on central angles. So remember when we talk about, well, we first talked about a circle. A circle has 360 degrees. That's a really important thing for you to remember. So again, a circle is 360 degrees all the way around. Uh, We focused on central angles, which was an angle whose vertex is at the center of the circle. So again, knowing central center. So again, central angle at the center of the circle. Knowing that is going to be really helpful because we learned about a lot of other angles as well this unit. So then we had the sum of the measures of of the central angle um, of a circle with no interior points is in common is 360. So basically what they're saying is if there are a bunch of central angles, all of those measurements are going to add up to equal 360 degrees. And again, central angles don't have to be right angles for the sum of the measure to be 360. So if you have a bunch of angles that meet, they have the same vertex, again, the vertex is the center, all those angles will add up to equal 180 degrees. And we did the rest of our work based off that. So we had a circle, we saw that there were some central angles, and we solved for x. So remember, a semicircle is half the circle, so that's going to equal 180 degrees. But other again, we just set things up um, and set them up to equal to 180 or maybe to 360 and solve for x. Again, we really use the fact that the central angles, all of them are going to add up to equal 360 degrees. So that was day one. Day two is where we then focused on arcs because 25-1, the targets were about Um, how to measure an arc of a circle, as well as see the relationship between arcs and central angles. When we talked about arcs, we had three different arcs. We had a minor arc, which is um, an arc with a measure of less than 180 degrees. When you use, um, when you name a minor arc, you only use two letters. So again, the minor arc is going to be equal to the central angle that creates the minor arc. So if the minor arc is the intercepted arc, it is equal to that central angle. A major arc is going to be greater than 180 degrees, and you use three letters again to name that arc. So again, the the measure 
the major. The measure of a major arc is going to be 360 degrees minus the minor arc that's left um, with the same end point. So again, I, the, all the arcs are going to add up to equal 360. So you just need to figure out what you know and just subtract from 360 to solve for what you don't know in a semicircle, an arc that measures at 180 degrees. So that's half the circle. And you're going to use two endpoints of the diameter and the letters in between, a letter in between the points to name it. You need three letters to name that. Then we kind of focus on a theorem here, which says in the same, um, in the same or incongruent circles, two arcs are congruent if and only if the corresponding central angles are congruent. So again, remember, if you have a central angle, that arc it creates is going to be the same amount of degrees that the central angle is. So if you have two congruent central angles, then those two arcs are congruent. And we also talked about the arc addition postulate where the measure of the arc uh, formed by two adjacent arcs is the sum of the two arcs. From there, really all we did was solve for the measures of different arcs. So again, it was really important to remember that the whole circle equaled up to 360 degrees, as well as to remember the arc um, if it's a minor arc and it was created by a central angle, the arc and that central angle had the same uh, amount of degrees. They were congruent. So again, those were really important things. All we really did was solve for X. We used what we knew um, and solved for X as well as we named some minor arcs and major arcs and semicircles. So that's it for 25.1. Again, we used central angles and arcs. Those were the two really important things, those two important takeaways of 25-1. Okay, so for 25-2, our target for the day was I can describe the relationship among inscribed angles, central angles, and arcs, as well as use inscribed angles to solve for problems. So we really, today what we talked about was inscribed angles and intercepted arcs. Uh, it wasn't too bad. We talked about some other stuff again near the end, but we'll talk about that later. So remember, a central angle is an angle uh, that is created in a circle where the vertex is the center. And it is the same distance as that intercepted arc the central angle creates. Remember, a central angle, its two sides are chords. It is created, or not chords, it is created by radiuses or or diameter if it's a, a semicircle, but mostly radiuses. When we are talking about an inscribed angle, it's an angle whose vertex is on the circle and whose uh, side is con uh, are both on the circle. So the vertex and the sides are on the circle. So two chords creates an inscribed angle and the intercepted arc is formed by the inscribed angle. So again, uh, the two endpoints of the angle, whatever that arc is in between it is the intercepted arc. An inscribed angle theorem, the one we really focus on, is if an angle is inscribed in a circle, then the measure of the angle equals one half the measure of the intercepted arc. So remember, the intercepted arc would be equal to the central angle, but it's only it's double the amount of the inscribed angle. So if you know the central arc, what you're going to do is you're going to do the central arc um, divided by not the central arc. If you know the intercepted arc, you're going to do that divided by two. So whatever the intercepted arc is divided by two. If you know the inscribed angle, you're going to do that times two. So those are the two questions I'm asking, either asking you to find the inscribed angle. So you divide by two to find that or to find the intercepted arc, you would multiply by two to find that. And then we kind of went on to talk about more. So more different theorems we uh, focused on a little bit. We have if two inscribed angles of a circle or congruent circles intercept congruent arcs, 
or the same arc, then the um, angles are congruent. So basically saying that if you have two intercepted angle or two inscribed angles and they have the same intercepted arc, those angles are congruent. If you have two congruent arcs, uh, those inscribed angles are congruent as well. That's basically all that one is saying. We had another theorem that said the opposite angle of an inscribed quadrilateral are supplementary. So if we had a quadrilateral that was inside a circle, so remember that it's four sides, those opposite angles would equal 180 degrees. And then also our last one was an inscribed angle that is, intercepts a semicircle is a right angle. So if you have an inscribed angle that intercepts a semicircle, it is a right angle. And that is 25-2. <laughs> Our last new, the last new section here on our assessment was 25-3. 25-3's target for the day is I can describe a relationship among the angles formed by intersected chords in a circle and use the angles formed by chords to solve problems. So what we did here, again, it was a different note sheet. We really talked about secant lines. So remember, a secant line is a segment or ray that intersects the circle at two points. So secant and, ang and angle measures um, intersect inside the circle. So when we're talking about secant line, think two points. So it's going to intercept the circle at two points like a chord. So a chord is also technically a secant line. So we're talking about basically if two chords intersect in a circle. That's really what it goes. So when we have two secant uh, lines intersect in a circle, the angles formed are related to the arcs they intersect. So we have this theorem that basically you are going to use this whole section for 25-3. Um, the theorem says if the two secants or chords, really we're talking about chords here, intersect the interior of a circle, then the measure of the angle formed is one half the sum of the measure of the arcs intercepted by the angle. So basically, you have two chords. They intersect. You have two vertical angles. So the one um, arc across from one of the vertical angles and the other arc um, from the other vertical angle, if you add that up and divide that by two, you get the measure of the angle you are trying to find. So you're going to, when you have an intersection, you create four angles. The two that are right across from each other, you're going to use those arcs, add them together, divide by two to find the measure of those angles. And since they are vertical angles, they are congruent, so it's pretty easy to find those. That's all we did. You sometimes needed X. Sometimes you had to solve for the vertical angle um, that we were missing. Sometimes you had to use it and solve for the arc. So you had to plug in what you knew. So we saw, we plugged in the vertical angle measure. We plugged in the one arc we knew and we had to solve for X, which was the other arc. So you're either being asked to solve for the vertical angle or you're being asked to solve for the arc here. And that's 25-3. <laughs> Let's go ahead and go over our assessment five overview. So if you're looking at assessment five, uh, there's a couple different sections. There's actually only two. There's 24-1 um, through three, and then 25-1 through 25-3. And it's only one page and three questions. You don't necessarily need to do section 24. Um, the chapter's on 24 in that section. But I would because, again, there's only three questions, and it can only raise your grade, so it doesn't hurt. The question in for our chapter 24, it's one of the ones where you have to know the the uh, tangent lines are congruent to each other and work around the triangle to figure out the length 
of the last um, segment created by your tangent lines. So remember, if you have a tangent line and it inters- and it like meets another tangent line at a point outside the circle, those two are congruent. So you need to use what you know to be able to solve for the side lengths you don't know, and then add those together and solve for the lot- one last missing side length in this triangle. Then we get to our 25-1, 2, and 3. There are three questions. The first question is going to give you a circle, and I want you to find the measure of a angle so it's either an inscribed angle or the central angle and then the intercepted arc so there are two things you need to find so again remember um, the central angle and the intercepted arc are exactly the same those are congruent and the inscribed angle is going to be one half of that so you're going to find uh, two of those measurements the last question here is specifically from 25-3 so you're going to be given the vertical angle And you need to be able to use the vertical angle theorem where you add the two arcs together, divide by two, so you can solve for an X. Again, you're solving for X. You're not solving for a specific measurement of an arc. You're solving to figure out what X is. And that is the assessment, not too long. So there is our assessment number five overview. And that is it for our after class, the podcast, our week five geometry overview. Today's episode was a little bit longer, but again, we had a lot to go over because we hadn't assessed on anything from chapter 25 yet. So we went over chapter 25, section one, two, and three, as well as our geometry assessment number five overview um, and our mathematician of the week. If you have any questions, email me or stop by office hours. But other than that, I'll see you in class.